once again to Shotgun Saturday Nights, the unofficial fan cast where we discuss, dissect, and gush over our favorite podcasts. This podcast, as usual, does contain spoilers this week for King Falls episode 50, Everlong. So, you know the drill. If you haven't caught up, go listen. I'm not going anywhere. Anyhow, let's get started. What have we got here? Uh, I do have a few current events, not anything major. Um, supposedly, there will be some indictments coming down for Trump next week. My fingers are crossed, but, you know, we've heard this a million times before, so I'm hopeful it'll happen, but not overly optimistic that it will happen. Although, I would really love to see him perp-walked off the stage from one of his hate rallies. That would just be awesome. I would just sit there and play that on the loop. Everybody is. And, of course, she's Republican, so she can't handle woke. She doesn't like it. And according to her, in her book, there's an entire chapter defining woke. So when the news host asked her, you know, okay, fine, could you define it? Her brain broke. She could not define woke. She wrote a whole chapter of it, but then she couldn't define it. And then she came back later on Twitter and said, oh, I was distracted by the side chatter in the earpiece, blah, blah, blah. No, no, that's bullshit. What else is going on in the world? Um, A lot of things. I just can't come up with any off the top of my head because I didn't bother to prepare for that. Really, I was just kind of happy about the indictments coming down. That's about it. I mean, like I said, there's more stuff. I didn't prepare anything for this part. I didn't write anything down. I just said, yay, I finally have something to talk about because I I have run out of pre-recorded episodes. So that's what you get. I will try to do better next time. But anyway, on with the show. Uh, Like I said, we are at episode 50, Everlong, so we are halfway there. You know, minus, of course, the King Falls Chronicles and the little... Um, side one-off episode kind of things. Um, so yeah, we're halfway there. I, I'm i kind of excited that we made it this far and kind of sad because we're halfway there. We're halfway done. So I'm trying to be positive. You know, we're half full, not half empty. We'll see how long that attitude sticks around. Uh, anyway, the show opens, um, Sammy's come back after a break, you know, the phone lines are still open until Ron comes in, just, you know, please let's not mention his little run-in with the law from a few weeks back until the guys feel out the situation and make sure it's okay to talk about that. Um, they're all, or they're taking questions on the phones or you can tweet them because, you know, they've got the Twitter y'all and yeah, that was Ben. They got the Twitter, y'all. It apparently sounded right in his head. I don't know. There's something wrong with Ben some nights. Um, but anyway, they hear, or um, rather, Ron texts Ben that he's there, so Ben goes to let Ron in, and when Ben leaves the studio, Sammy's like, okay, great, while he's gone, I just want to thank all the callers for avoiding the topic of 
We'll call it Operation Frog Prince 2017. Uh, it's much appreciated. And he is, uh, you know, ready to take some more calls. Uh, line 11, it is Cynthia, or that's Mrs. Higginbaum to you, Sammy, or Shotgun. She calls him Shotgun. That's Mrs. Higginbaum to you, Shotgun. And they just immediately get off on the wrong foot because of this. She's disgusted with Sammy after Mayor Grissom's Samiversary ad. Uh, she apologizes for offending him for not participating in No Bra Monday. Sammy tries to be civil. I mean, and that's pretty hard to do with Cynthia sometimes. We all know this. But she just insists that's Mrs. Higginbaum. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not calling you that. And while it was Grissom's right to say what he wants, can we just acknowledge how dastardly it was for him to attack a private citizen? And she retorts by, you're not a private citizen, you're a celebrity, God knows why, blah, blah, blah. We all know Cynthia. She is the King Falls Karen. Um, but yeah, she's like, you're not a private citizen, you're a radio host, and all you do is sit on the radio every night complaining about Grisham this and Grisham that. And he's like, yeah, no, we really don't. And how he goes on about alternative facts. And he's like, yeah, no, don't do that either. Um, but Sammy apologizes. He's like, look, I apologize. I apologize that the attack ad on him offended her. And, you know, that he's, like I said, just a private, he likes to keep his life private. He's a private citizen. And, you know, he, like everybody else, he has made mistakes. And what he said, or what was played of him being, what he said on the ad, what, which, you know what I mean. I, I'm wording that poorly, but you know what I mean. Um, what he said, yeah, that was one of his mistakes, and it was distasteful. And if it made her feel a certain way, he's sorry. Um, but he asks if there's anything else that she wants to talk about. She wants to know where Ben is and that she's just, she'd just be more than happy to swing by the station and comfort him in any way she can. Hmm. Gee, Cynthia, being a bit obvious over here. Um, she heard him talking to that loser librarian who wants to smack Cynthia now. And if he needs anything she's more than happy to leave chad and brad at their dad's house and rush right up to the station and sammy's like um what do you mean leave the kids at their dad's house and you know what happens at but she said you know what happens at her house is her business and nobody else's and if ben needs anything she's just a phone call away ben comes in and he's like what the hell's going on here who are you talking to sammy's like just basically he's like just let it go don't even need to worry about it. She tells Ben that she just wants to come up to the station and give him all the hugs. And, of course, Ron, in the background, tells Cynthia that he'll give Ben a big hug. And don't you worry, because every hug from him is a bear hug. So, of course, she's got to make a snide remark about his Daisy Dukes and sh Daisy Duke shorts and his tank top. Because, apparently, there's a dress code. And it, the boy's in the call. They're like, yeah, nope, that's it. We're done. They welcome Ron to the show and ask him how things are going. And he's like, you know, it's it's kind of tight at the bait shop. Um, he can't even afford to buy Kingsy treats right now. 
honestly, if it were still 2017, I would suggest we take up a collection for Kingsy Treats. Uh, I'm certainly hoping that at this point King Falls is doing better and, and they have reopened the boat ramps and and Ron is back in the black, so to speak. Um, if not, then maybe we can start up that, that collection for Kingsy Treats, help him out a little bit. Uh, yeah, anyway, between the boat ramps being shut down and then him being arrested a couple of weeks back, it has just not been an easy few months for, for Ron. I apologize if you guys hear like a weird thumping in the background. My neighbors are extremely noisy and they don't realize that 11 p.m. is entirely too late to be having my walls vibrate with their bass on their stereo. This is what I live with, so I do apologize if you guys can hear that in the background. Um, but yeah, anyway. So between the boat ramps and, and Ron's arrest, he's just had a rough time of it lately. Uh, ben insists that the arrest was nothing but a bunch of trumped-up charges, and I think we all agree on that at this point. Sammy says they don't actually have to talk about that if Ron doesn't want to, but Ron's like, no, 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 that's okay. Um, actually, other than, you know, wishing you guys a belated happy anniversary, that's really the main reason that he's there on the show tonight. There's um, just so much corruption that runs so deep in the town, it makes Watergate look like a tween sleepover. And he knows that after last year's election, Sammy doesn't want to make the show political or make it all about politics. So he's going to keep it, you know, straight to the point, you know, like always for Ron, buckshots to behinds and all. And Sammy's like, okay, you know what? We'll pick up after the break. Um, it's a commercial from The Dark. Uh, he wants to talk about how to make the streets of King Falls safer for everybody. Step one, be courteous to others. It helps avoid simple misunderstandings. You'd be surprised how many times he has had to step in with his ninja-like reflexes to break up a fight on the streets. Three. Three in the past 18 months. Yeah, King Falls is just a den of criminal activity, apparently. Anyway, step two. Just be a good human. I actually have a mug that says be a good human. Because sometimes I need reminding that I need to be good. But yes, step two. Be a good human. Do unto others and all that stuff. Also, don't be a litter bug. Um, he's sick of chasing down heathens to pick up their trash. And finally, don't cover up UFO crashes and human being abductions while using your beliefs as a front for a multinational conglomerate that's hell-bent on world domination. He's got his eye on you, Leland Hill. Both eyes, actually. He's just waiting on Leland to be afraid. Be afraid of the dark. Also, it's 2017. Can we all just stop smoking and throwing the butts out the car windows already? And you know what? I am going to agree with the dark on this one. And in fact, I really wish the dark would come over and talk to my neighbors that are thumping through my walls. Because they stand outside and smoke. And hey, they're adults. They want to smoke. They can smoke. They know what it does to their body. I'm not going to tell them not to do it. But their cigarette butts always end up in my yard and on my patio. So the dark needs to swing by and have a little discussion with them. 
about what they do with their cigarette butts. I'm just saying. Ben and Sammy have different takes on the Darks ad. Sammy wants to know how Troy and the Sheriff's Department haven't picked up haven't picked up the dark already. And Ben is focused on, you know, what he said about Leland Hill and the Science Institute. Sammy says he must have blacked out during that part because he was rolling his eyes so hard. Um, Ron heard it, though. And the dark literally mentioned the UFO and abductions. But Sammy just wants to talk to Ron. Ben, however, just kind of skips right over that. He's sure that the Science, Science Institute has the wreckage and he wants to know what they're hiding. He is absolutely sure they're hiding something. In fact, he thinks they're hiding a lot of something. Evil somethings. And Ron agrees. All Ben wants to do is help Tim and Emily, and Sammy understands that. But it has nothing to do with them, the boys. And Ben has been taking the word of an FBI agent who doesn't realize she's dating the man she's supposed to apprehend. Ron also can't believe Agent Spears thinks that eggplants grow underground, which they do not. But disregarding Agent Spears for a moment, Ben is listening to a madman who believes he's some kind of small-town Batman. And Ben insists he's a grown man, to which, you know, Ron, of course, makes the obligatory short joke like, mm, yeah, are you sure about that? Okay, fine, an adult. That's better. And he can listen to and process information all by himself and figure out what's good and what isn't. But there are too many flashing arrows pointing at the Science Institute. Sammy tells him, you know what, you can't continue putting your life on the line to help Emily and Tim. Ben's done enough of the dangerous stuff. If it hadn't been for Ben, Emily and Tim too wouldn't even be here right now. And Sammy is absolutely right. Ben brought them back. And Ron chimes in, with, he's all for men in tights, and if they're fighting crime, then hey, that's a plus. But Sammy isn't wrong. Not every fight is Ben's fight. And Sammy didn't mean to be a dick about it. He apologized for, you know, his attitude. Of course, he thinks Ben's, you know, a hero for all of this that he's done. But not every fight is Ben's fight. Ben doesn't need to be the hero in anybody else's story anymore. He's done enough. Ben's like, yeah, okay, well, let's agree to disagree. And of course, again, Sammy's, against Sammy's insistence, Ben puts it out there, you know, for the dark to call into the station. Ben also tells Sammy not to tell him what to do. Sure, the dark is dangerous and shouldn't be putting himself in danger, touche Ben, but he's doing the right thing and he's doing it because nobody else will. Be the good that you want to see in the world. Always good advice. I should get that tattooed on me somewhere as a reminder. Of course, like my other tattoos, I won't read it, so it won't matter. It really won't remind me. Um, so yeah, be the good you want to be in the world. Sammy's like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, again, Ben, you know, neither you or the Dark are superheroes. You know, you're just people and you could get hurt. Ron jumps in saying, you know what, I didn't mean this to be a dog pile. I just don't want Ben to get into any kind of trouble that, you know, he can't get out of. And so they use that as a segue to talk about um, what Ron actually came in to talk about. Ben is like, yeah, sure, it's fine. I promise I'm not riled up. I'm good. We can go on. Um, Ron wants to talk about the dirty 
undercurrent coursing through this town's veins like black tar heroin. And to quote Sammy, that paints a picture. Um, everyone knows about Grisham's underhanded, you know, little ploy with the boat ramps, but Ron isn't going to let the powers that be crush him. Um, he's not going to let them win. We all saw last year how dirty they are and, you know, with everything that they did with um, the election and it looks like that's just the appetizer. Things are going to be getting worse. Ben and Sammy want to know, you know, like, okay, well, wh what do they have on you that they arrested you? And Ron's like, hey, dude, they got nothing. Um, they arrested him weeks after the incident with the brick being thrown through Grissom's window with an eyewitness claiming that they saw him do it. And they also have receipts showing that Ron bought yellow spray paint because nobody else buys yellow spray paint. I mean, I don't, but that doesn't mean other people don't buy yellow spray paint. Um, anyway, he assures the boys that there isn't any truth to any of the rumors and he's fighting it. Um, it's just bullying, pure and simple, on the part of Grisham. And um, when you tie that in with everything they did during the election and what they allegedly did to Troy, um, he's standing up to them. And he's figuratively bopping them on the nose. And Sam, uh, Ben's like, yeah, that's something Ron and Sammy have in common. They both like to take swings at the mayor. Sammy's like, dude, I can't with this, even, with this anymore. Um, but I thought it was a nice callback. Um... So yeah, they both like taking swings at the mayor. Honestly, I'd probably take a swing at Grisham myself if I was there. I'm just saying. Uh, but hey, Ben's with them. He's like, he he's backing Ron. He's like, yeah, I get it. Um, this small town could use a little bit of civil disobedience. And I'm all for a little civil disobedience myself. Um, and Sammy is also, you know, all about holding the feet to the fire. So, you know, let's keep everybody accountable. But... Also, let's go back to the phone lines. So they open the phone lines up again um, to see if anybody else in town is behind them. Um, it's line four. It's Emily. And Ben's very, you know, standoffish. He's, he's you know, not curt exactly, but, oh, hi, Emily. Okay, whatever. Um, she remembers Ron, apparently. You know, she, she talks to Ron, and Sam's like, you remember Ron? She's like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I do. And... And he, Ron is, like, really happy to hear from her and that happy that she's doing well. And Ben's like, okay, well, you know what? Did you have anything to add to Ron's quest for righteousness? And she's like, no, you know, I mean, that's not why I call. I mean, you know, fight the power. But she's really calling to talk to Benny. And he corrects her that it's Ben. So you can always tell when he's not happy with Emily because she doesn't get to call him Benny anymore. Um, Sammy's like, hey, Ron, why don't we go grab a cup of coffee? And Ben's like, no, 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 it's okay. They start talking, and Ron's like, you know what? I'm just going to take off. Um, so he, he leaves, and Sammy suggests, you know, why don't you go take the call in the office? Um, Ben's like, no, no, it'll be quick. Um, ben asks, you know, okay, Emily, what can I help you with? Uh, it's kind of busy tonight. 
So she wants to, first of all, apologize for how she handled things with him and Greg back on the Sam anniversary. She didn't mean for it to be an ambush. Uh, ben also apologizes for how he handled it. So, you know, very big of Ben, and I don't mean that as a short joke kind of way. Um, Emily says, you know, she's been having, you know, crazy visions and that Greg was telling her about the plans to bring her home. Ben interrupts and asks, you know, are you with Greg? And she's like, well, I mean, he did save me. And so, you know, kinda, um, Sammy jumps in to tell her that, look, Greg was not the only person that was involved in helping save her. Um, she, of course, knows that. She knows there were other people involved. Greg told her there were lots of people involved who don't want credit. Um, Sammy tells her that uh, Ben was actually the mastermind behind getting her back. She does confirm that she is, is in fact, with Greg, but not just because he was helping her out. And just like she and Ben used to talk, used to, you know, stay up talking and texting, she was also doing that with Greg. Um, and he was helping her try to figure things out. Sammy asks, you know, okay, what does your mother think about this? And Emily admits that, you know, her mom is not at all happy about this, but she also just doesn't want to talk about it. And she doesn't think that Emily should really be with anybody um, at the moment, all things considered. Sammy's like, mm, you know, I think your mom's right on this one. Um, Emily asks about, asks Ben about, you know, when he told her that he loves her, she's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that information knowing that you lied to me about Greg saving me? Ben jumps in, he insists, you know, like, look, I wasn't lying. Um, so she's like, okay, not lying hiding information and Sammy's like you know what what do your doctors think about the situation because everybody was lying and that includes Greg um but she says that she hasn't been back to the doctor since she found out about this and that Greg thinks she shouldn't be going back to the doctor and he really doesn't want her talking to anybody really who was lying to her especially the boys and in particular, especially Ben, Sammy's pissed. And while he loves speaking to Emily, he's like, look, I love hearing from you. I hope to hear from you more often. It's always great when you call in, but I've got to go. I need a cup of coffee. He starts to leave. He comes back and he's like, look, I just want to mention gaslighting. Ben's like, no, uh, get out. Sammy leaves. He goes, gets coffee. Um, Emily is, you know, she, she comes back on. She's like, look, I'm still my own person and I want to keep talking to you even though Greg doesn't think that she should have any contact with, um, with him. But to that end, you know, Ben's like, sure, but Greg was also lying to you about a car crash. So why is it that it's okay for him to be in Emily's life, but it's not okay for Ben to be in Emily's life? Um, she's like, look, she knows they were both looking out for her, but to her, it seems like it was a little less, a little less self-serving on Greg's part. I, I gotta know what Greg was saying to her 
to convince her that he was the one who was not being self-serving on this because I got to imagine that even though Ben was probably, I don't even know how to say it, that Ben was um, probably texting and hinting about how much he cared about her and you know, what kind of a relationship they had before, that he was not directly being, you know, like, I want you to get your memory back because I want you to remember that you're in love with me kind of thing. So I've got to, I've got to imagine, you know, that he was trying to at least be, it was subconscious on his part. And I really want to know what Greg was saying to her, that she thinks he was the one who was not being self-serving. Um, but anyway, Ben interrupts her. Um, he's like, look, I'm only going to say this once and then we're done. Like, you know, done with the phone calls, like, just done, way done. Um, he misled her and he is sorry about that. Um, it was recommended for her mental health that nobody mentioned the UFO, that it was just a car accident. And she's like, yeah, okay, I get that. But once she remembered about the white room, he should have been trying to help her out. And nobody was trying to help her with that except for Greg. Um, Ben starts to go off about, you know, what a self-serving liar Greg is, but Emily interrupts and is like, yeah, you know what? Okay. You're fine. You're right. Um, so before she can finish, Ben stops his rant and goes back to what he, what he needs to say. And then that's that he's, he's back to being done. She can choose to accept it and process it however she wants. But after this, he's not talking about it anymore. Ben spent a year chasing her and falling in love with her, and he loved her long before she was ever gone. But he fucked up. He acted like a kid, and he acted like an idiotic, jealous asshole. I think we can all agree that that's exactly how Ben acted. He knows this, and he apologizes for it. Um, but then she was gone, and he was broken. Did he finally realize that breaking down wasn't helping him? It wasn't helping anybody. It certainly wasn't helping her any. So instead of just waiting around to see if she was going to come back, he chased her again, but this time in a different way. He chased her down trying to bring her home. Um, Emily asks, well, okay, so if you say, was it you that saved me and not Greg? And Ben's like, look, I'm just saying that whatever truth Greg is telling you needs to be looked at because he seriously doubts that there's much truth to it. Greg told her that Ben would say this almost word for word. And she's like, you know, how am I supposed to believe what you're telling me? And he says, okay, look, I don't know if you know this, but I work in a radio station where everything that I say is recorded. She starts to interrupt him and telling him that she doesn't feel well. And she can't keep her eyes open. So she's going to go lay down. And Ben's like, holy shit, what's going on? Um, what happens? The call drops. And now Ben's gone to full panic mode. He calls Troy to go check on Emily. He has to leave Troy a voicemail. You know, but he needs to get over to Emily's mom's house and check on Emily. Um, Sammy comes back in and Ben's like, look, Emily just passed out. 
while we were in the middle of a fight on the air. And Sammy's like, go, leave, get her, check on her. Um, I got this from here. And then that's where the show ends. So we're going to have to find out in a couple weeks what happened with Emily and how things are going there. Um, but yeah, that was the end of the show. Sorry if I kind of rushed it. I feel like I rushed it and was talking pretty fast. So I apologize. Um, but hey, you won't have to listen to it on double speed to get through. So there is that. Um, anyway, I don't have any suggestions or plugs at the moment. Um, but if you guys have any recommendations, let me know. I'll be more than happy to give them a listen and plug them. If you guys have any um, projects that you're working on or any artwork that you're working on or whatever, um, just anything that you want me to plug, give me a heads up. I will be more than happy to plug that. You know where you can reach me. Um, anyway, this has been Shotgun Saturday Nights. It is recorded and edited by myself, Dana. Our opening is Get Ready by Fezline Studios. And the closing music is A Slumber of the Blackwoods by As Above, So Below. Follow us on Twitter at ShotgunSammy71, Shotgun Saturday Nights on Facebook. Or you can email me your questions, comments, and concerns at ShotgunSaturdayNights at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and review. And I will be talking to you all in a few weeks. So have a lovely couple of weeks. See you soon.